0: Hello, and welcome back to the Apple Guide Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rob Shepard, joined by my co-host, Eli Piper. Good evening. In this, the seventh episode of the podcast, we'll take a look at Yahoo telling users they need to start paying to continue using their emails. Um, we'll also uh, quickly examine the idea of a portless iPhone in the future, and we will end with how capable my brand new ipad air is compared to my computer in terms of video editing so let's get into this open headline topic
1: oh Um, yeah i think that's an interesting uh interesting thing so what what do you know about verizon media um so not much i mean i know verizon the cable company are they the same company or are they separate verizon's not a cable company they have cable around here Really? Yeah, I can give Verizon for, cable. We had Verizon cable for a while. Oh, oh Verizon.
0: Yes, yes. Verizon yeah. is cable, mobile phones, <laughs> TVs. Yeah,
1: they kind of do that. They're kind of a jack-of-all-trade. I'm assuming that they're the subsidiary of Verizon Media, and Verizon Media is like the big parent company.
0: You would be correct in that. Um, so let's take a look at this interesting, interesting history um, and take a look at how Yahoo ended up in Verizon Media and how Verizon Media came to be. Um, So if you check out our website, appleguideweb.com, I have a lot of videos on this topic and on each of the businesses I'm going to talk about today. Um, They're all interesting stories. So um, I would definitely recommend watching them to kind of get a better understanding of their history, because I'm just going to kind of brush over a lot of this stuff. Um, so, Yahoo was originally founded in 1994 by Jerry Yang and David Filo. As Wikipedia states, Yahoo was one of the pioneers of the internet era in the 1990s. Okay, I'm content with that statement. My mom, for years, would sit at her computer and scroll through the Yahoo homepage.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it used to be the default search mm-hmm. engine on a lot of things
0: it home paid for a oh, lot yeah. of people too for
1: sure
0: it was like the one-stop shop for everything um you really you wanted yahoo to do news, on news
1: yahoo sports mm-hmm. you name it yahoo probably had it covered
0: so they survived the dot-com boom of the early 2000s and team and continued to grow Um, And started purchasing other brands and integrating them into the Yahoo family. So that's where you were talking about just now, Eli, about like the one-stop shop of how you can go get anything you could possibly want right there at your fingertips on the Yahoo homepage. Um, So it became the one-stop shop for news and information, web search and email. And I, I actually have a statement here. It really was the Google of the early 2000s. Before Google came around, people went to Yahoo, which makes sense. Um, and I actually have a whole list, or Wikipedia has a page of a whole list of Yahoo services and stuff that they purchased and either sold or purchased and closed or evolved and um, just kind of ended. Let's see if there's anything. And I
1: think I could be wrong in this, but I, I, I wonder if Yahoo, the reason they got so big is because they started offering those extra features sort of before google did and uh you know back when google was just a search engine they didn't have all gmail and google drive and everything like that so yahoo came in and they said we're a search engine plus we have all this other stuff i wonder Mm -hmm. if that's kind of where they blew up
0: and because well and and i think another problem too is they were buying and selling companies too quickly yeah Mm -hmm. um they they just expanded too quickly when you're buying that many companies that quickly you're not and they really were not making enough money to pay them all off so they absorbed a lot of debt and the Mm -hmm. competition around them was growing from people like google who were doing a lot of their stuff in-house
1: yeah and And now they're they're kind of struggling for money and They're charging people for some features on their their email to try Mm -hmm. and make more money.
0: Yeah, Mainly
1: mail forwarding, I think, is the the feature that they're charging people for.
0: They're just scrounging around trying to make up. So after data breaches, debt from all these acquisitions, and slowing growth, uh, Yahoo was struggling big time. So for some reason, in 2017, Verizon got the bright idea to buy this dying company.
1: a bad financial decision
0: (laughs) yeah I would imagine so I mean a company with that record
1: I wonder if they wanted them though for what they had not so much the company but more intellectual property
0: I don't know I don't know it's hard to say because they haven't well we'll get to what they've
1: done with it
0: now because first it certainly
1: wasn't to get rid of a competitor because uh, at the time they didn't have any directly with Verizon not uh, see them really not in the space. So but before
0: we go into Yahoo being under Verizon, we have to talk about another company that ended up under Verizon, AOL, America Online, mm-hmm. which is now also a division of Verizon Media. So Yahoo started up as a dial-up internet provider by selling out millions of disks, giving users 30 minutes of free internet access. Hmm and we all know what happened to dial up RIP. Um, yep. But what you don't know is as dial up slowed, AOL merged with the media conglomerate Time Warner, the company behind HBO, Cartoon Network, Warner Bros, etc. That didn't work for obvious reasons. Um, that I mean we've seen it work today where a internet ISP company has merged with a media company and it works successfully like AT&T's acquisition of Time Warner, Comcast's acquisition of NBC. I mean, I think for all these people, it was was relatively successful. Their mergers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But in early 2000, that didn't make much sense compared to now where it's like, Oh, subscribe to AT&T and we'll give you HBO. Subscribe to, uh, Comcast, and we'll give you Peacock. Mm-hmm. Now with net neutrality out the window, they can bundle those services more freely. So, so more sense. Comcast gives
1: you Peacock? I think so. I should look into that. I have Comcast. I could be watching. I mean, I office. would imagine
0: so. But, but at the time, those two companies merging, AOL and Time Warner merging together, it just didn't make sense. So the two companies split and went their own ways. But AOL still had to find another way to make money. Mm-hmm. so they morphed into a yahoo-like service providing email news etc all from the home page once again like yahoo a one-stop shop for everything um which is still a part of a dying business aol i mean once once they lost dial-up i, I think that they instantly started to lose traction oh yeah um, and, for sure because the a, aol for for people of the 90s and early 2000s, AOL will always be associated with dial-up internet. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. in my head, I think AOL and I think dial-up internet.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, was, I think, I don't know if they were one of the first email, but I think AOL and I think one of the first email companies in the whole you got mail thing. That's what I <laughs> think of. And yeah, dial-up yeah. internet, because it was the same era. Yep.
0: Um. So... Once again, Verizon decided to buy up a dying media company and they put it all together and formed Verizon Media. Verizon Media started out as Oath in 2017 uh, and later in 2019, it was renamed to Verizon Media. And Verizon purchased AOL and Yahoo by $4.6 billion combined. That was a combined value of their purchases. That's crazy. I don't think that those services are worth that much. I may be wrong. There may be millions of AOL and Yahoo users, but... Oh, yeah, for what sure. What do I know? Um, but what you probably don't know is that they also, under this Verizon Media head, they also own a bunch of other stuff other than just Yahoo and AOL. Mm-hmm. Um. Tech sites like, Engadget and TechCrunch. Um, Netscape Communications is listed under here. Once again, another dying company. I didn't even know they still existed. I thought they collapsed and turned into um, Firefox. Was my understanding with that? (laughs) Because I have some research to do with that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) When Verizon purchased Yahoo. They instantly started selling off things that were previously owned by yahoo such as flickr Mm -hmm. which i guess verizon saw no need in so they sold it to smug mug um yeah in 2018 and i remember that because prices started to rise when they went over to smug mug like you had to start paying monthly for the service and stuff like that when it used to be relatively free under yahoo Mm -hmm. um there's mapquest (laughs) That's an ancient software. (laughs) Um, Still exists, apparently.
1: Yeah. I didn't know No, I know some some older people that still use MapQuest.
0: (laughs) If it works for them, it works for them.
1: Exactly. Um, Tumblr
0: was sold to Automatic, the people behind the Hmm. WordPress.com blog-making website, which eh, I guess that sale Mm. makes sense. And then you had the Huffing or Huff Post that was sold to BuzzFeed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Verizon bought all these dying companies, AOL and Yahoo, start selling off smaller pieces of it, and now they're sitting here after paying four point six billion for both of these failing companies and they're trying to make something out of it. AOL has been relatively quiet. Yahoo, what Verizon's doing with Yahoo is an interesting story.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't understand, you know, what they're doing with Yahoo. Why? Clearly, they didn't buy them just for intellectual property, or they would have dissolved them probably a mm-hmm. while ago. Because, you know, anyone who buys something for intellectual property isn't keeping the company up and running. It's not worth it at that point. So. No. I wonder what their goal is with it, you know? So
0: under Yahoo, for some reason, they launched a mobile phone plan, hmm. which I think would have made more sense under AOL after being an internet-based company for so many years. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, okay, if you want to buy up a brand and sell cheaper mobile phone plans through it, yeah, go for it. I know Yahoo Finance is still pretty popular. Um, So having a premium plan for that isn't as surprising. Um, What is surprising, though, coming from Yahoo is having Protect, um, which is like a bunch of... Well, let's see. They have a Yahoo Plus Protect, which is a 24-hour tech support and protection... For just about any home device. So mm-hmm. they sell device insurance. There is Yahoo Plus. Protect Mobile. Which is like a. Third party warranty on your cell phone.
1: Yeah. Doesn't like
0: make that. sense either. Um, Protect by Yahoo. Which is a quote unquote. A comprehensive protection against online threats. Whatever that means, um, and Yahoo Plus support, twenty four seven live support for your account and email plus a secure password manager. Um, once again, another service where it's like,
1: and this is their paid what? um, this is their paid yes program. They also have you, you covered email forwarding in there. It's, yes, I think so, the big the big so, thing that they are going over to paid and putting behind a paywall which Yeah. I I, I don't know. I just don't understand um why why they feel like that's a feature that people are gonna say, Oh, I need to pay to have that. I can't think of many people that are using email forwarding. Well but I we could have, be wrong. we've looked
0: at we looked at emails um as being free for so long and suddenly Yahoo's gonna try to Throw some dollar signs at it. Yeah, I'm wondering how how many people are going to switch
1: to to
0: Gmail. Okay, so so here's the thing: with Yahoo Mail Pro, you get no ads, priority customer support. Yeah, okay. Um, faster performance. I I don't know what entirely that means. I guess it's assuming that once they remove ads, things will be quicker because that's yeah, what it says. It says, quote, unquote, it says
1: it says it says
0: with this ad free experience your emails will load faster on desktop browsers so hmm. they're literally betting that by removing ads they're going to create a faster experience and then selling that as another selling point um, you get to keep your email records so with an active Yahoo Mail Plus subscription, your emails will not get purged due to long periods of inactivity. And this is also subject to storage limit spams and email abuse of policies and future changes in storage policy. So they're talking about like, if you don't sign into your email for a while, trash.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then
0: (laughs) the last benefit of the service, auto forwarding. Where you can forward your email to another address, um, that's what struck me because
1: that's actually a feature I use. Because and you use it. I uh, see. I've I've used it once, and I don't know. I guess I try Whoa. to imagine a use case scenario for it. Maybe I okay, just don't have case. one. That's why I can't imagine it. What do you use it for, though? Use case.
0: One day when you were I don't know. 10, 15 years old, you got the bright idea to go onto the World Wide Web and create an email with every email provider that exists. True story. I did that. In the end, you grow up and you realize that was a terrible decision to create a hundred different email addresses and have stuff signed up for across those hundred email addresses. So I decided to condense everything. I created a new email and I set up all my old emails to forward to my new email. So now if someone sends, so if I say I have a Gmail account as my main account, Mm -hmm. I have all my other emails set up to forward to my Gmail account. So Mm -hmm. my Microsoft emails through live, all those emails are forwarded to my Gmail account. When someone emails my Yahoo account, those emails, well, used to
1: get used to. forwarded
0: to my Gmail account. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that, that we're going to condense kind of cable, all your
1: emails into one, then,
0: mm-hmm. and it, it's easier to forward emails to your new email address than it yeah. is to go by individually each site and change your email preferences. By far,
1: yeah, no, that makes sense. I can I can see that.
0: That spiel out of the way, I will not be paying for Yahoo Mail Pro to get my old junk emails forwarded to my new email address.
1: No, it's not worth it. I think that's where they're going to lose a lot of people.
0: And and honestly, I'm not sure how many people... So, and and I think the email forwarding is such a small thing. The customer support, who calls customer support for emails? I'm sure there's someone out there, but... Um, and keeping your email records—that just um, that as a selling point just makes it sound like if your like your data is being held hostage and can be purged at any time because you're not paying the monthly subscription—that just mm-hmm. reads sketchy. Um,
1: yeah, exactly. And then
0: the last part, the no ads, is kind of like, eh, you know, I'm using this service for free, might as well. Stare at a couple of ads for a
1: little while. It's yeah, least exactly. I can it's do. Like, you know, yeah. As Google long as Google doesn't you have any ads on their uh, on their Gmail. Well, Google's found other
0: ways to make money off your emails.
1: I know. I'm just. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's an interesting harvesting. thing though when you think about it. They don't have any ads on their emails. Uh, speaking of
0: data harvesting in Google, I'm currently in the writing process about Google and their privacy policies and some ways you can get out of their net so stay tuned for that appleguideweb.com and on our youtube channel you can find links to all that below but anyways yeah i just i just thought that that whole interest that whole thing about uh verizon media uh and what they've done especially with yahoo sensor acquisition was interesting because i've been getting emails this is your last warning to pay for Yahoo Mail Pro, or your emails will stop being forwarded. And it's like, eh, yeah, you know what? I think it's time that account died. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I mean, I guess this is a word of warning. If you use um, email forwarding with your Yahoo account, that yep. stopped working. I think that stopped working already. I wouldn't know because I don't think any emails were ever really forwarding or. If that account was even getting any emails. For all I know, after reading this, um, if you don't sign into your email for a long period of time, your all your emails will be trashed. So, since I haven't signed into that account, I bet yeah. that's what happened. I most, bet that's what happened. Most there.
1: likely, but.
0: <laughs> RIP to my old emails. <laughs> but what do we have next on the docket? Because that's all I have on my. Document
1: next, we have portless oh, iPhones.
0: Oh, well, oh, almost dropped my mic. Okay, one one more thing to add before we yes. quickly discuss a portless iPhone is it's three dollars and fifty cents a month for Yahoo Mail Pro. If you yeah, are interested in ultimately, that's a donation. not that
1: much, it's like 24 bucks a year. But
0: why go to Google, go to Microsoft, six thirty six dollars a year. Go elsewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do anything but yeah. to use Yahoo. Reuse use the free version.
0: You don't need to pay for it. Anyways, going back to that portless iPhone. Port what, what's iPhone. your opinion so, on it? Hmm? What's your opinion on it? I've heard myself so, talk enough today.
1: <laughs> Apple, let's give some people some background. There's rumors that are looking like they're going to pan out to be true. Um, that the next iPhone will be, in fact, portless. I think that's a bad idea on Apple's part. I've heard some other people say it's a bad idea for multiple reasons. Number So first off, could they do a portless iPhone? Yes. It wouldn't be that hard. They have MagSafe. They've been leading up to it, wireless charging and everything wireless earbuds you could do a portless iphone here's where i think it's a bad idea and where i think you'll upset a lot of people first big thing is carplay carplay doesn't work in most cars without plugging your phone into a cable only very recently have cars you know 2019 2020 model year and they tend to be higher up cars have wireless carplay become a thing they sell wireless carplay adapters however they're not very good at all so that's one big issue right there and of course there's going to be remedies to all of these you know apple could make their own proprietary apple carplay wireless adapter and charge an arm and a leg for it i could see them doing that and it would probably be better than all third-party ones out there that
0: would be cool if it was just like a little um 3.5 millimeter headphone adapter that had airplay built in so you could skip the whole bluetooth chaos
1: yeah that would be cool but it's a software thing carplay runs off of but um the second thing is your iphone completely dies right can't turn it on can't do anything buttons are not working your only option is to put it into recovery mode and plug it into your mac portless iPhone obviously that's not possible so now you'd have to send it off to Apple or they'd open it up and they probably have some way they can hook directly into the logic board and fix whatever issues in your phone okay or you're gonna have to buy a new iPhone I do have one
0: thing to say to that though
1: yes the reasons
0: to put your iPhone in recovery mode have diminished Greatly,
1: but, but they still do I believe, happen. I, they no, still do happen. It, I'm
0: sure it still happens, but I don't think it happens as often as it used to um, a couple years ago.
1: No, but if you're someone like me and you who used the beta beta software, it's very conceivable that something might happen in one of the beta softwares and something breaks. For developers, it's more common than for for non-developers because they're playing around with a lot of experimental things and they're typically brick iPhones where they need to be put in recovery mode and you need to restore them that way. Um, The other issue I have is update. It's not update, it's backups. Can you back up to iCloud? Yes. Apple's base iCloud storage, however, does not give you enough space to back up to iCloud constantly and store your photos up there.
0: You can back up your iPhone... To your Mac or PC over Wi-Fi.
1: Can you really? Mm -hmm.
0: You've been able to do that for years.
1: I guess that nixes that idea. Well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all you have Uh. to do is toggle a button in Finder.
1: Yeah. It's slower though. It's quicker over the cable. It can be faster over the cable.
0: I'm sure, but but see, here's another thing too in defense of Wi-Fi being better than a cable. Whenever you're Mm -hmm. at home, whenever your computer's turned on and you're signed into your account, your phone will automatically back up and sync to your computer without you even thinking about it, without you even having to plug your phone into your computer, just in the background. Hmm. That's the way I see it being more beneficial than plugging it in. I'm not saying I that think, plugging it in is a bad thing, and you shouldn't be able to do it, and you should only do it
1: over Wi-Fi. I think plugging but, it in does provide some advantages. I think it is can be faster, especially with USB-C yeah. now. But, but um, some people like also having that physical connection to their phone, because wireless or it just makes more sense to them. Or, yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't understand the whole wireless thing, right? They understand, though, plugging a cable into your phone and seeing it show up on your in iTunes or music or whatever. Now,
0: now another reason I've seen for them getting rid of the lightning port on the iPhone is because they don't want to switch over to USB-C, but the EU, the European Union, may force them to do it. So that's another argument I'd seen, is that Apple bypasses that whole EU regulation by just by getting just rid of the port, ditching the port completely.
1: I think. So the other reason that I think, upgrade, major reason I think upgrading to getting rid of the port is a mistake, is because a lot of people still use wired headphones. Right, a lot of people that's haven't true. upgraded to AirPods that's yet, true. and I think if Apple's going to do that, they need to come out with a version of AirPods that is significantly cheaper. Fifty dollar Beats offer. Flex.
0: Fifty dollars Beats Flex.
1: They're still fifty dollars. beats
0: flex there's still dollar version.
1: They need to come up with a version of headphones that are cheap and that they can include in the box with the iPhone.
0: They don't include because, headphones in the box now. What are they gonna do later?
1: Or, but they used yeah. to. But they used to. The other thing that, is it could raise the cost of the iPhone because now they're going to have to include a MagSafe charger in the box. Uh, yeah, the whole reason for getting rid of the lightning cable in the box was, oh, everyone has lightning cables. You can't make that argument with MagSafe. Very few oh, people yeah, have yeah, MagSafe yeah. I definitely now. see
0: MagSafe maybe being in the box.
1: So they'll have to include MagSafe in the box, and MagSafe is more expensive pr- to produce than uh, lightning is. I don't is. think so. I think they no, just it is. It, it is No, it is more expensive to produce it's more expensive to produce. The other thing is it's slower to charge than lightning is right
0: now. No. No. Yeah, it does. It's not.
1: The MagSafe puck,
0: the MaxSafe puck that you order from um Apple, they're in house can charge at 15 watts. I Now, yes, I I think that the if you use a lightning cable, you can charge at 20 watts or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm not sure if that's a smart idea to begin with. Because that does put a lot on your small battery, and it will age it quicker.
1: Charge at. Do I? What does the fast charger charge at? What fast charge? The the USB C fast charger that you get with the uh, the Eleven Pro. I think it's twenty. That's what I charge my phone at. So it's slower. MagSafe is slower. It doesn't have the fast charge.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah yeah, but but what what I was saying though, is, um fast charge may be advertised as a perk, but at the same time, it's a con because you're aging your battery by overwhelming it to recharge it too quickly.
1: not that so, not that much though, and, because Apple has built into the phone where it's it doesn't charge it to a hundred percent until you actually need it
0: it it okay. charges quickly and then it slows down, yes. Yeah, but they none, I've I've trusted
1: Apple's worked it out to mitigate that as much as possible.
0: Nonetheless, fast charging will still age your battery quicker than slowly charging it. Apple software or not. It's Potentially. still
1: I think I think it's I don't know, I haven't read up enough on it to to really comment, but yeah. I haven't had an issue so far in a fast charge my iPhone and I used a twenty watt adapter on my iPad too. Mm-hmm and they both knock on would have lasted very long so I think I think the, those are some some reasons to not get rid of lightning I think another reason is just you know everyone's you're so used to the lightning port everyone's got it in their house now yep. people say the same thing with 30 pin adapter and look what they did and look where we are now so you know yeah. could they do it and would people adapt yes but I think that's a real drastic step. You know, they got rid of the headphone jack, but they provided a solution, right? They got rid of the 30-pin adapter, but they provided a solution in a form of 30 of lightning to 30-pin adapters for people that, uh, are thir- yeah, lightning to 30-pin adapters for people mm-hmm. who still have 30-pin plugs. They had those for a while. So in the past, Apple has provided, you know, they've gotten rid of a port, but they provided a solution to mitigate the shortfalls, the mm-hmm. shortcomings. I don't see any option for them to really do that in this situation just because you're completely getting rid of the port, right? There's no adapter. You, you can't have a MagSafe to headphone adapter. That isn't a thing. You know, MagSafe doesn't transfer data, so you can't have that to be able to work with CarPlay.
0: But but I question and if I think that's that would a possibility a reason, in the future.
1: In the future, maybe. But the, you remember, CarPlay also works with the car manufacturer and the hardware that's in the car. right? People aren't upgrading buying a new car just because they bought a new phone and they want to be able to use CarPlay. Yeah. People are going to not upgrade their phone because they want to be able to use CarPlay in their car. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't upgrading their car because they want to use CarPlay. So I think that's I think they they'd get a lot of backlash. I know that CarPlay is one reason why I would not upgrade to the new iPhone. Until I knew that I could use CarPlay in my car, I wouldn't upgrade because that's Hmm. that's one of the main things that I kind of. That's your
0: deal breaker.
1: That's my deal breaker. If I can't use CarPlay, then I'm not going to upgrade.
0: Yeah. Um. So So. we. So once again, if you go to AppleGuideWeb.com, we're going to have some videos. Um, of some other big names and their thoughts and views on this, like um, I know MKBHD talked about this, and Renee Ritchie also did a video on it. So I'll link their stuff there on our website once again, AppleGuyWeb.com. And onto our last and final topic, my iPad Air. Yes,
1: yeah, so you did some editing on that the other day. Talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your experience with that.
0: Um, so I went out with a friend. Did some video, took some video on my iPhone 12. 4K video, 60 FPS, you know that. And I actually screwed up. I didn't shoot in Dolby (laughs) Vision. Like I HDR. Did like I was meaning to. Um, but nonetheless, I filmed all this video on my iPhone. As I said, 4K, 60 FPS has maxed out my iPhone 12 settings. Um I got home and I airdropped it seamlessly over to my iPad Air, um, the fourth gen latest edition. And I did some video editing on it. I used iMovie because, you know, iMovie is Apple's consumer level video editing software and Final Cut's are higher end desktop video editing software. And it would be nice to see Final Cut on the iPad. But for now, um, we are stuck with iMovie so that this was really the ultimate test for both devices Um, being able to see how to use the right settings to be able to see the full potential of my iPhone 12 camera especially in video and also see the power of the a14 that's actually both in my iPhone and iPad Air and take advantage of its full potential of its video editing. And I have to say, two things this experience taught me. One, video editing on this iPad, no problems. Um, After editing the video, I really believe that the screen has enough space to work. Two, iMovie on iOS is garbage. It's just way too oversimplified for what I'm looking for. But I mean, I guess if you're looking to string some video clips together, it'll get the job done. Um, If you're looking to do something more extreme, definitely look into something like um, LumaFusion. They'll definitely go above and beyond what iMovie can do. But since I was just streaming together a couple quick clips and adding some audio to it, I figured, you know put it together real quickly in iMovie which is what taught me the third thing this iPad is easily
1: capable
0: of conquering video editing like this like just wow. not really
1: sophisticated video well no not yet now. but
0: it, but if you went with if I had gotten something like LumaFusion which costs $30 um mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be way easier cuz it LumaFusion's way more like what i'm used to with final cut on the desktop yeah with apple's pro video editing application on the desktop um so it's it's a different experience it was something a little to get used to on the ipad of course but everything moves just so seamlessly there's no lag at all dropping videos into the timeline playing it back from the timeline um I think it did get a little slowish during some transition scenes in between clips. But it wasn't anything that, like, was the end of the world, you know? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, It was easily kind of, okay, it dropped a bit and then picks itself back up and keeps running. Um, It it was no big deal. So I put together this whole video, edited it, um, shared it. And was done within like hour or two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and taking into account there was a learning curve too of trying to readjust myself to iMovie on the iPad. Oh yeah, and things or are a lot less accurate. Of things mm-hmm. are a
1: lot less accurate when you're doing touch versus. Well, you know, when well, you have I, a mouse you get a lot of precision. Yeah, well, that that wasn't my main issue.
0: My main issue was the, trying to understand this relative timeline that iMovie has mm-hmm. because like I'm, I'm trying to match up scenes with a part in the song but in between each clip there's a giant gap where it shows like the type of transition of how it goes clip to clip which is mm-hmm. okay yeah i'm not upset about that the problem is the audio clip just streams across the bottom under the clips and under the transitions and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, what's playing under this transition? Why is there this weird gap? And it was a matter of trying to figure that out and really get that in my head. So it made it a little bit difficult to key things at just the right time. But, I mean, it was still doable. Um, mm-hmm. It And exporting it and all that, as I said, no issues, no issues. Two hours, I learned how to use iMovie, and I'm I'm a quick learner, but learned how to use iMovie on iOS again edited this video and exported the video. Um, now, being in the Apple family of product suites, Final Cut on the desktop, so their pro desktop video application, I was able to easily send the iMovie project from my iPad to my laptop. Mm-hmm. So I have a spec'd out 2017 13-inch MacBook Pro. Top yeah. of the line. I'm in Final Cut you can import iOS projects. Mm. I don't know if I ever told you this. No. We haven't talked about this yet.
1: Cool. No, I don't think so. So no. this is
0: new this will be new to you.
1: Brand new for me.
0: So Final Cut has an option where you can import a project made in iMovie on iOS. That process alone took about two hours. (laughs) The process of Final Cut opening the project and running through everything it has to do to make the project seamless took probably Mm -hmm. about an hour to do alone. And that being said, the video imported into Final Cut, fully edited like it was on iMovie on my iPad. And Mm it's just basically... Converting my iMovie project to a Final Cut project. Everything else copied over seamlessly. But what shocked me was how long it took. Just opening up this project and importing it into Final Cut on my Mac. Instantly spun up the fans. Instantly had my um, integrated GPU and CPU just spike in temperature. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing took like an hour to import and quote-unquote analyze the video clips yeah compared to my ipad's instant drag and drop to the timeline export go to sleep wow that hmm. blew me away will my ipad air turn into my main editing rig yeah <laughs> that's a question <laughs>
1: I, I can see some advantages where editing for iMovie comes it you know, can be great on an iPad if you're trying to quickly throw together a reel or something, right? Maybe you're you got a concept or something, you just wanna shoot some quick shots. Throw them together to get a concept down and then take it to final cut to really, you know, shoot your shots and firm things up. Or for kids who just wanna shoot a trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm those are the two those are the just, two use cases I can see maybe there's more use cases you know maybe less sophisticated you know they have their templates their templates are great um, I think that's mainly where final where uh, where iMovie on an iPad is meant to be used yeah um, so definitely I mean, not for maybe... sophisticated editing with sophisticated no. cuts you know you're not going to no. do all that stuff
0: um, So that that being said, maybe I will look into spending thirty dollars for Luma Fusion.
1: Maybe that that you'd have to have to let us all know how that goes.
0: Because I have a two hundred fifty-six gig iPad, more than enough space to edit my projects and then upload them to my file server when I'm done, like I do now, basically.
1: I'm curious to see how much that two hundred fifty-six gigs you use up in two years.
0: Well, um, I, well, I'm okay, curious so, so. to see
1: because I feel like that's a good amount of time where you have everything on the iPad. You'd want to have I'm curious to see how you how you do with that space. Because I've always thought, you know, that's that'd be a great amount of space to have on an iPad. But I've also at the same time thought, wow, that's kind of excessive. But I'm curious to see if you if you find that space. I'm curious to see if you find that space excessive or if you find it just enough or if you feel like you need a little more. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because I have a 64 gig iPad yeah, and, and
0: well let me see so right far
1: now, I have only used half of it less than half I've used 31 gigs right now I've used 60 gigs scratch yeah. that
0: let me delete all these podcasts that auto download I have a whole bunch of
1: other I don't know what that other is um, messages takes up a whole bunch on my iPad But even still, other is... I have downloaded videos. Oh, I can delete these downloaded videos. Look at that.
0: Okay, so I just deleted all my podcasts that auto-saved, which bumped me down to... I'm only using 49 gigs Mm -hmm. in total. I got some relatively big applications installed on here. Some heavy-duty apps. But this iPad is like... As I said in my review, which you can also find once again, I keep plugging this, but (laughs) my website, appleguideweb.com, I did an article about um, your iPad options here in January 2021. And of course, any of this stuff can change at any time. But this iPad Air is like the Mm -hmm. perfect sweet spot between the cheaper standard iPad and the Mm -hmm. higher end iPad Pro. It's the yeah. perfect sweet spot. It's got the new design language without all the high-end um, pro features. Yeah. And but at the same time, it's not. Che- it hasn't cheaped out completely. You still get that mm-hmm. edge-to-edge screen. You still get the fantastic Apple Pencil Two support, which is just a phenomenal pencil, especially over the first one um Mm -hmm. yeah that it's just it's a fantastic ipad i i honestly have been using it recently i've been using it way more than my computer than my MacBook. because it's it's easier to pick up it's easier to use you know if if i'm wanting to look something up i pull out my ipad no brainer Mm -hmm. yeah do it on my computer or pull up a YouTube video on my iPad while my Final Cut Pro projects importing because I'm too afraid to touch my computer, or it'll slow everything down. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um It's it's just it's nice. It can do a lot of things in a small package. Which it, makes the, me excited for these new Macs that are coming this year.
1: Oh yeah, with the with the ARM processors. But anyways what, what, we're that's that's a topic for another podcast. Oh, that is. It's whole other topic. You want to close us out?
0: Yeah, I, I guess it's time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Apple Guide Talks podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the channel as it really helps us out. Also, check out the links in the description for more on the topics discussed today. If you're leaving with more questions than answers, you can leave those in the comments below. You can also subscribe to the Apple Guide podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow at Apple Guide Web on social media for the latest updates from Apple Guide. Um, we also have a Patreon page down there linked you want to help support the channel and once again thank you so much for listening and we will see you some other time see i don't you want to in the say next, next one. week i don't want to get ahead yeah of our ahead.
1: lives are kind of crazy we don't want to promise anything <laughs> yeah
0: we also have no viewers so <laughs>
1: <laughs> way to keep it real <laughs> <laughs>
0: sweet and honest you know one day we're gonna blow up and people are gonna be watching this video and be like huh they had no followers (laughs) anyways that's our show for today we'll see you some other time another day another monday (laughs) have a wonderful day and goodbye
1: goodbye